is this indeed. Hallelujah. Welcome to divine service. We're glad to please our souls with the gospel sacraments. It's very, uh, very happy to see so many people to hear God's word. Today, this is called, um, the Seraphonia Estonia means the goodness of but it's known better as Good Shepherd Sunday. We see Jesus risen from the grave. He's the conqueror. And the next Sunday, we see Jesus coming to his disciples and giving them giving that peace in the word of God. And today, we see, if you sing, I shall fear no evil. And I don't want you thinking about Disney. Wow. You are free, obviously, to pronounce the word. We two hymnals. We have LSD, which is your service, and a lot of hymns. It's the service book. We have TLH, which is the hymnal there. We have a new hymns from both. Please enjoy the songs are always applicable. Let's begin with again TLH 3.12.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near to our Father, beseeching Him in the name of us, Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, I a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and just as I deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repentant of them, and I pray for you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Be gracious and merciful to me, a poor or sinful being. Upon this office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, that by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
thy Son, didst raise up the fallen world, grant unto thy faithful ones perpetual gladness, and those whom thou hast delivered from the danger of everlasting death, do thou make partakers of eternal joys. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end.
from 1 Peter, chapter 2. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. He was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he was suffered, he did not threaten, but he trusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, he might die to sin and live to righteousness. We were strained like sheep, but have now returned to receive God. Who spoke by the prophets, and I 
one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge my baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We read again in Jesus' name these words. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. Let us, Lord, my shepherd, take me to thee. Thou art mine. I was thine even ere I knew thee. I am thine, for thou hast bought me. Lost I stood, but thy blood free salvation brought me. Amen. Whether we know it or not, we all have shepherds. It is a question of what kind of shepherd we actually have. The popular belief that we all determine our own destiny or that our own thinking can lead us to the truth or to safety or self-fulfillment is a false belief. Solomon writes twice in his Proverbs, there is a way that seems right to a man, but, the end, but its end is the way of death. We don't by nature see it. It seems right to us. It seems right to follow our own hearts and desires. It seems right to rely on our own thinking. It feels right to rely on the good we do. It seems right to go with popular opinion, and it feels better than to listen to the words of the prophet Isaiah. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. But this is the truth. This is the truth that Jesus teaches us. We need a shepherd. We need someone to guide us. We need someone to save us from our own straying away from the truth and away from good. And we need not just any shepherd. We need the good shepherd. What defines a good shepherd? Well, there are two things. First, Jesus tells us, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This is the defining characteristic of the shepherd who is good. The shepherd whom we can trust. The shepherd who actually cares about us more than anyone else in the world. He lays down his life for his sheep. Now this seems foolish. What is worth more, the shepherd or the sheep? What punishment so strange is suffered yonder? The shepherd dies for sheep who love to wander as we sing. But this is how God demonstrated his love for us. Other shepherds who teach us do so only for themselves. They rely on their own opinions. And their opinions are always only about the law of God. What is good and right, what we can do. And we need to hear the law of God. 
We need to be reminded and taught what is right and good, what is harmful and what is helpful, what God loves and what God hates, what hurts people and what helps people. We need to hear what we should do. But the law is good only if one uses it lawfully. As St. Paul tells Timothy, the law, that is, summarized in the Ten Commandments, what we should do and what we shouldn't do, the law is not laid down for the righteous, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners. And St. Paul says in Romans chapter 3, by the law is the knowledge of sin. We come to know what's wrong with us by means of the law. Hirelings, hired hands, do not use the law to show people their sin, but to make them imagine that they can fulfill the law and love as they are supposed to love and do what they are supposed to do. Hirelings know that the law promises many benefits if you obey them. But we all see this. If you do good, good will happen to you. Some of my greatest regrets are not honoring my father and my mother because <coughs> there's a promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. If you have a problem, a bad habit, a sinful behavior, the solution these hirelings teach can be found in your obeying the law, in your bettering yourself. Then you will be rescued from your misery. Then you will be happy. And so people hear this. And they imagine that they can actually do what the law demands of them. They work and they change themselves and grow proud of their own accomplishments. They see that they benefit from being better than other people. They are proud of their own thinking and their own willpower. But this is not a place of strength. It is a place of foolishness. It is straying away from the grace of God and seeking to establish our own righteousness. It's not God's righteousness. It's not the voice of the shepherd. When we rely on ourselves and trust in our own strength, as hirelings teach us to do, that is precisely when we are straying. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit goes before a fall. Both wants us trusting in ourselves and our own understanding. He wants us to think that we are not simple and stupid sheep who can't survive on our own, but that we are strong and can wander wherever we want to, that we can discern the error from the lie all on our own. But when the devil comes to us in such a state of thinking, and after our pride comes destruction, and after our haughty spirit comes a fall, then the hirelings who told us to rely on ourselves are nowhere to be found. They can offer us no comfort because all they ever gave us was things to do and what we have done has not helped us. They cannot help us against the wolf who comes and accuses us. And I have said this before and I will say it again. Every false doctrine finally, finally leads you back to relying upon yourself and forgetting about the grace of God, the undeserved love of God. Every single false doctrine always does this. When our leg is broken, because we tripped on our own way. When we are caught in a thorn bush that we got ourselves entangled in, and our struggles only make us more entangled by sin. When we thought the world was friendly to us, but now we are surrounded by those who only want to eat us up with words of judgment and cruelty. It is then that no hireling will do. 
No works of ours can help us. Our understanding is no longer something we can trust. But it confuses us all the more. It is then that we need the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. We need the one who knows us truly better than we know ourselves. We need the one who, when he saw us stray from him and turn to our own way, loved us. I'd like you to think about your relationships in life. Perhaps you have people who really love you. Thank God for that. People who, after you have hurt them, still want you and cling to you. And this is but a weak reflection of the love that this good shepherd has for you. He loved us not by scolding us, condemning us, and pushing us here and there and dragging us. He loved us by laying down his life for us. He says later in John 10, these amazing words, mysterious words, that give you, <clears throat> or help you peer into the heart of God himself. Therefore my Father loves me, because I laid down my life, that I may take it up again. The Father loves his Son, because he laid down his life for us. Now this seems strange. Doesn't the Father love his Son for who he is? Yes. And that is who he is. He is the good shepherd who lays down life. And the Father loves the Son because he lays down his life for you. That is the love of the Father. That is the truth of God. That does not come to you and is not revealed to you by things that you do or by you figuring him out. It comes to you when you learn who the good shepherd is. And look at how willingly he's, he gives it. He says, no one takes it from me. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. When God says, when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he is hearkening back to the words of the shepherd boy David, who said, the Lord is my shepherd, as you just heard the choir sing. And pronounce evil correctly. Thank you so much. That was really great. David said those words. He himself was a shepherd. He knew what it was like to look after sheep. And those of you who have, who have taken care of sheep, you know the certain characteristics of sheep. When I mentioned to Jesse that I, you know, I'd like to get some sheep, she, of course, was encouraging. But there are a few warnings that I need to think of. And all you have to do is look at the fence in my backyard to know that a sheep is going to break its leg in that fence. It's going to happen. David knew that. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord God, the I am, the maker of heaven and earth, is my shepherd. It is the Father's Son. It is the Son of God who became our brother with flesh and blood like ours who is our shepherd. And no one takes his life from him. It is no accident that he is betrayed into the hands of sinful men. It is no accident that he stands before the Sanhedrin in Caiaphas. It is no accident that he, like a sheep before, its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth when Pilate questioned him. It isn't because he was weak that he was killed. It is because his love is stronger than our sin that he lays down his life for us. It is the love of the Father who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. 
It is a love that you do not see with your eyes, that you cannot understand with your mind, that you cannot comprehend with any measurement that we might be able to comprehend. It is a love that is greater than anything this world has to offer, and that no hireling could ever show us in our own works. In him is life. And the life is the light of men who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death. He goes right into the darkest part of death. And he bears his own he bears in his own body our sins on the tree. And he does not die for his sins. He has none. He dies for our sins, as St. Peter says, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. And so the sheep who is straying is found with all his misery and sin and guilt and shame and helplessness by the Lord Jesus who lays down his life for you. That's who finds you. He doesn't come to you to scold you. He goes and leaves the 99 in the wilderness to search for that one lost sheep. And when he has found him, he rejoices in his heart and lays him on his shoulder and takes him home. So you can say, when the wolf comes and tells you, Aha! You have not done what you should have done, and you have failed to do what you should do. And look at your works. You were so proud of them. Well then, they are not enough, and so you must be mine. You must despair of any help and serve me, the devil says, and serve sin and be subject to death and futility and have only this poor earthly life. No, devil, you ravenous wolf. I have Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. He has done what I have not done. He has suffered for my sins with his righteousness and love completely intact. He has overcome death with his own innocent blood. He has silenced your accusations against me by becoming a curse for me on the cross because he was led like a lamb to the slaughter and the Lord has laid on him the guilt, the iniquity of us all. And he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And I am his sheep and his lamb because I have heard his voice. And he does not lie to me, not like you, devil, in the world and my own heart do. He speaks the truth. Hirelings flee because they don't care about the sheep. Preachers want to see their congregations look good. And they think that they can make them look good by giving them all sorts of rules. It might work well for a while, but the law doesn't create one good sheep. The law does not find one lost, straying sheep. Only the gospel does. Only the good shepherd who lays down his life. Jesus cares about the sheep, and he proves it. All that he did, his life, his healing, his sufferings, his words, his death, his resurrection, all of this, all of this is in his voice that you hear. And that comes to the second defining characteristic of what it means to be a good shepherd. First, he lays down his life for the sheep. He says, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and am known by my own. He knows us, and we know him. Now, it is not merely that the hearts of all mankind are naked and bare to the all-knowing God, so that he sees everything that we do and think. That's very frightening. That's, that's true. He does. But it is that he knows us as his own dear lambs, 
whom he has purchased and suffered and died for. And his voice, his word, tells us that. And that is how we know him. That is how we know him to be the good shepherd. He says, as the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. You see, this inter-Trinitarian in the Godhead, something about the Father and the Son loving each other and knowing each other has to do with him loving you. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And then he says, Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them must I also bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. They will hear my voice. What voices have you heard? What voices have you heard in this world? There are all sorts of voices. How do you distinguish the truth? How do you distinguish the voice of the good shepherd rather than of the false shepherd? Well, it is the voice that tells you who Jesus is. It is the voice that does not burden you, but says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It is the voice of him who would lay down his life for you, and did. And that is how you know the Father's love and the Son's love. By the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. Jesus says earlier in John, the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So that love of the Holy Trinity, which has existed from eternity and is God himself, is brought to you in the words, in the voice of Jesus. This voice is the pure preaching of the gospel and the right administration of the sacraments that he has given. And this voice is not the voice of those who peddle works, who promise you all riches, fulfillment, and happiness through what you do. This is the voice that tells you about the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. This is the voice that leads you away from the strangers and from the world that promise so much that they can't give. But Jesus gives you everything in his promises. He gives you life just as he gave his life and raised it up for you. And he called the Jews first and he calls the Gentiles still. There is one flock and one shepherd. There are not many flocks consisting of as many denominations as we can see around us. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. And the church are the dear lambs who hear the voice of their shepherd. We believe only in this one church because we believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, one shepherd. His under-shepherds can only speak his voice or they are hirelings. So you come today to hear his voice. Happy to see you all here. You come from all sorts of different backgrounds and I don't, I don't know what you're going through most of the time. I forget your names or even forget to ask. There is one who knows you. He even calls you by your name. And you come with your heart weak and doubting, with your broken promises, with your failures to live the way that you want to live and that you know is good. You come dirty, caught up in worries and cares, burdened by sins that keep coming back, scattered, feeling lost. Maybe you have nobody. But what do you hear from the Good Shepherd? I know you. You know me. I know you. I knew you were sinful when I died for you. That didn't stop me. And so nothing you bring to me can stop me from forgiving you again today 
and binding up your wounds, defending you from your own conscience, from the devil who wants to claim you, from a world that has not helped you. And I'm speaking to you right now when I say that I forgive you with all authority that I have in heaven and on earth because I died for you, that you might live. And I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly than you could imagine. It is a life free from sin and guilt. It is a life knowing that the almighty creator of heaven and earth fills the earth with goodness for you. That he does not hold against you your sins because he died for them on the cross. It is a life where you no longer live for yourself, for dreams that you can't fulfill and promises you can't keep. You live for me who love you. You live not to do good works to make me love you. You are good because I love you. And you live for me who loves you. You do good because I am good. I lead you in the paths of righteousness for my name's sake. I prepare a table of forgiveness and mercy with my body and blood for you in the midst of your enemies. I give you peace when the world has none. I anoint your head with oil, with the Holy Spirit and your baptism. It tells you again and again and again that I am your shepherd and that I am good and that you don't even belong to yourself, you belong to me. I fill your cup up with blessings that the devil and the world can't take away because no one can snatch you out of my hand when you hear my voice and know me. I am the good shepherd and I know you and I am yours and you are mine. I have left an example for you. I committed no sin, neither was there any deceit or lie in my mouth, and yet the world hated me. I didn't hate in return. I didn't revile or insult when I was reviled and insulted. I didn't threaten when I suffered at their hands. There was nothing wrong with me, and yet the world hated me, and I did not hate in return. I give you everything. You don't need anything from the world. You have me, and they insult you, humiliate you, take from you what is not theirs, hurt you, and you bless them, you pray for them, you forgive them, and remember that you have everything from me. Blessed are you when you hear my voice and know the Good Shepherd. Blessed are you when you no longer live for yourself because you are mine and I am yours, and you hear my voice, and it tells you certainly and truly no one can snatch you out of my hand. I'd like us to turn to TLH 523. We are going to sing stanzas 7 and 8. TLH 523, stanzas 7 and 8.
Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Without any merit or worthiness on our part, 
thou hast bestowed upon us. Praise thee especially that thou hast preserved unto us in their purity thy saving word and the holy sacraments of thy house. And we beseech thee, O Lord, to preserve and extend thy kingdom of grace and to grant unto thy holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and faithful pastors who shall preach thy word with power and help all who hear rightly to understand and truly to believe it. Send forth laborers into thy harvest and open the door of faith unto all the heathen and unto the people of Israel. In mercy, remember the enemies of thy church and grant them repentance and delight. Thou, the protector and defender of thy people in all time, tribulation, and danger. And may we, in communion with thy church and in brotherly unity with all our fellow Christians, fight the good fight of faith and in the end receive the salvation of our souls. Lord, in thy mercy, bestow thy grace upon all the nations of the earth. Especially we entreat thee to bless our land and all its inhabitants, all who are in authority. Cause thy glory to dwell among us, and let thy mercy, truth, righteousness, and peace everywhere prevail. To this end we commend to thy care all our families and schools, and we pray thee, pray thee to make them nurseries of useful knowledge and Christian virtues, that they may bring forth the wholesome fruits of earth in thy mercy. Graciously defend us from all calamities by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine. Protect and prosper everyone in his appropriate calling. Cause all useful arts, especially music, to flourish among us. Be thou the God and Father of the widow and the fatherless children, the helper of the sick and the needy, and the comforter of the shaken and distressed. Lord, in thy mercy. Accept we beseech thee our bodies and souls, our hearts and minds, our talents and powers, together with the offerings we bring before thee, which is our reasonable service and mercy. Bless all the studies of the students here at the University of Wyoming and Wildtech. They may learn to develop their own talents for your for thy glory and not to the praise of men. Lord, in thy mercy. And as we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work thou hast given us to do while it is day, before the night cometh when no man can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by thy power, and receive us into thine everlasting kingdom. For Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Amen.
who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we Lord magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying.
right, he made full satisfaction for all sins, strengthen you thereby, keep you steadfast in the true faith, to life everlasting, depart in peace, your sins are forgiven.
steadfast in the true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Your sins are forgiven. Amen.
supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming, we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no man. Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
Thank uh-huh. you.